Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica. I missed talking to you last week. I took the week off from the podcast mostly because I was flat out exhausted. Now, you might have been exhausted as well because we're in eclipse season, and eclipse season can mess with your sleep, it can really drain your energy. It can make you a little bit anxious. So everybody has their own response to these phenomena that we talk about here on the Essential Astrocast. But I got married on May 15th and talk about exhaustion. So we had a weekend wedding. It was a micro wedding. Only 20 people were invited, but we hosted them for Friday and Saturday night upstate at a beautiful little hotel, really small, beautiful property. We had a fantastic time. Thank you for all of the well wishes. I got many messages, texts, emails from those of you that listen and knew I was getting married from those of you on my email list. It was amazing. We picked a fantastic day. It was the third wedding date that I had chosen for myself because we had pushed it back twice because of COVID. And I am now an expert on choosing auspicious dates for marriages and other events. So if you need to talk to someone about planning your wedding date, give me a shout because I've now done it many times and I actually did it with a client a few months ago and it's become something that's really fun for me. And third time was a charm because our third date was by far the best date and it actually happened. But on the heels of our wedding weekend and hosting 20 of our closest family and friends, I was exhausted and it was a lot leading up to it. It was a big push leading up to it, making sure that all the details were right. And you know, Mercury is in Gemini. It's retrograding soon. Actually on our wedding day was when Mercury entered its pre-retrograde shadow But overall, we had a beautiful wedding. We had a beautiful wedding chart, and I was just too tired to really show up as my best self last week. So I took the week off. There's been a lot going on, so much going on that I almost don't know where to start or what to talk about first. So this week, we're really going to do a good once over of what's happening in the sky. We might not go into as much detail as I would normally, but I want to make sure that you get the full picture. And I'm going to dip into what happened last week a little bit, and we'll dip into what's happening next week a little bit, because we do have Memorial Day next week, and the podcast might be out a day late or so. So here's the deal. We're in eclipse season. Our first eclipse of the season happens on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, we'll have the full moon lunar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius. Now, eclipses generally, they come in pairs. Sometimes they come in threes. But the eclipse season officially started a couple of weeks ago with the new moon in Taurus because that opened the door for eclipse season. Now, when we're in eclipse season, there's a sense of, emotions being a little bit higher 
of there's a sense that there's like a portal of transformation that we can tap into a little bit more readily. But it's not about manifestation and it's not about pushing for what you want. Oftentimes when we're talking about new moons and full moons, we're focusing our energy in a way that is chosen by us. And eclipses have something faded about them because we're working with the nodes. So whenever a new moon or a full moon occurs close to one of the nodes, the north or the south node, often talked about as the nodes of fate or the nodes of destiny, that is when we have an eclipse. So eclipses, they are a phenomenon that have fascinated people for many, 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 many years, obviously, because what happens is the light of the moon or the light of the sun, depending on if it's a new moon or a full moon eclipse, is obscured. So a full moon lunar eclipse means that the light of the moon is obscured. And a new moon solar eclipse means that the light of the sun is obscured. Now, this is a full moon lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, which means that the sun is across the chart in the sign of Gemini. So some of the themes that you might see popping up for you, it might be a desire to release your need to be right. Sagittarius can be very righteous. Your attachment to your rightness, your stale, outdated belief systems that possibly you've inherited from your parents or from the religion that you were born into, self-limiting beliefs, a lack of faith or trust, overindulgence. These are all some of the lower vibration things of Sagittarius that we might be releasing with this eclipse. On the other hand, Gemini is about understanding that there's many sides to a story. There are many truths you might see a lot of people digging in really deep with their heels into whatever their belief system is right now. Because whatever that zealotry is, that full moon and Sag, it's going to illuminate it. So if you feel like you are being attacked by someone for expressing your beliefs, it's probably because their beliefs differ and they are equally as attached to them as you are, if not more so. So we're seeing that a lot. We're seeing that on social media. We're seeing that in the world. There is a lot of anger and upset around belief systems being different and not being able to find common ground. This is to be expected with this particular eclipse. In your own personal life, the best thing you can do is to sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and don't engage in any conflict because you're not going to get a lot from it right now. The end result isn't going to be that good. Now, the thing that eclipses teach us is about our own resilience. They are course correctors, if you will. So while a normal new moon or full moon, we would focus on what we want to bring in or what we want to release if it's a full moon, we're not doing any manifestation or ritual work. We're sitting back and we're letting the universe speak to us when it's an eclipse season. So this is a time for you to just take note of the messages you're receiving, the information that you're gathering, and allow yourself to be open, curious, and willing to hear it. 
there is nothing else for you to do right now, especially because we are about to enter Mercury retrograde. So Mercury retrogrades later this week on May 29th. So this is not a time for you to be pushing stuff out. It's really a time for you to be letting go, releasing whatever's not working. And it's not like you have to sit there and say, okay, is my attachment to sugar not good for me? Should I work on releasing that this month? By the way, that's one that I've been working on releasing for many, many years. Hasn't stuck yet. This eclipse season, it's not about you setting your sights on a new habit or letting go of an old habit. There's going to be a natural inclination that is served up within you or to you that makes you want to let go of that thing. For example, if you have a relationship that just doesn't feel in alignment and it just, every time you see that person, you don't leave that interaction feeling the way you want to feel, maybe this eclipse season, that person moves away. They move to another city and it's just a natural disconnection and you can let that relationship go. That's an example of how it might occur. Other ways that the eclipses might show up for you, you might just realize that all along you've been standing in your own way when you thought this about yourself and really that's not true and you have an epiphany about it. Eclipses can bring that kind of aha moment. There can be this light that is shed on the darkness in a way that you were not expecting it because eclipses do reveal what's living in the shadows. So for a lot of people, this period of time might be more emotional. It might be a more of an internal experience and less of an external experience. And for some of us, it might that be that there are external circumstances that create some sort of shift in our life or some sort of internal shift. So pay attention to all of these things. And again, not about you doing. This next four to six weeks is about you being and allowing yourself to be present to what is. The thing about eclipse season is it always shows us that we are more resilient than we think we are because inevitably we get challenged by the unexpected and that's okay. It reminds me of something that my business coach Tara Newman says, which is stress plus rest equals growth. And this is a time it comes twice a year. We get eclipses twice a year. And this year's not even a doozy. You know, 2020, we had like six eclipses. I think we have four this year. So we're already starting in a better spot than where we were in 2020. But that reminds me of eclipse season. Stress plus rest equals growth. There's going to be some stress. Make sure that you rest. And inevitably, you're going to grow at the end of this period of time. I always equate eclipse season to being like a pressure cooker. So if you have an instant pot, you might choose to make your dinner in the slow cooker and it takes four hours, but in the instant pot, it takes 12 minutes, right? So eclipses are kind of like an instant pot. It just 
really catapults us forward, even if we weren't asking for it. So pay attention, be present, rest. There will be stress, but that's okay because you're going to make a plan to rest. And at the end of this, you're going to look back and say, wow, I'm so happy that I stayed present and didn't get frazzled. And if you do get frazzled, it's okay. Don't be hard on yourself. But if you equip yourself with some space in your schedule and some self-care practices, I think it'll be a lot easier to make your way through. So we had Jupiter move into Pisces on May 13th. We talked about that in the last podcast. And Jupiter is going to square the sun and the moon. So it's creating a T-square with this full moon lunar eclipse. Everything might be feeling like it's too much right now. And I've had a lot of you messaging me and reaching out by text or on Instagram, letting me know that things feel really emotional or you're feeling anxious or you're feeling overwhelmed in some way by some emotion. And that makes perfect sense. Because Jupiter is the amplifier, it always makes things bigger. It expands everything. Jupiter moved into Pisces May 13th. What happened? All the mask mandates were lifted, right? Not all of them, but we eased back on the restrictions very quickly as it concerns with the pandemic. And that was predicted by pretty much every astrologer. I didn't want to say that, but... It did happen pretty quickly. And if you were like me, it was sort of like, oh my gosh, weren't we talking about whether or not it's okay to wear masks outside and now it's just okay not to wear them at all inside? What happened? It was a big head spin. That was Jupiter and Pisces because Jupiter in Pisces really wants freedom. Jupiter has been under the thumb of Saturn for two plus years in Capricorn, then in Aquarius. So now he's free. In traditional old-time astrology, Jupiter ruled Pisces. In more modern astrology, we think of him as ruling Sagittarius, but he does co-rule Pisces with Neptune. So he is at home in Pisces, and he wants to kick off his shoes, take off his coat, get cozy, spread out on the couch, eat all the food in the pantry, get all the snacks. He really wants to just have a good time. And for Jupiter, more is more. So there is a disintegration of boundaries when we're talking about Pisces energy, especially with Jupiter rolling in there. So you might feel like, oh, this boundary that made me feel safe is no longer there. That might be coming up in regards to the pandemic or in regards to other boundaries in your life that you have possibly created and possibly are doing away with now. We're all losing the boundary of being at home. We're all making our way back out into the world, back out into social engagements and restaurants and all of that. So there is a boundary that is being disintegrated and that can be scary at times. You might be yearning for a sense of release, and that release might not necessarily be going to a restaurant. It might be a spiritual release, a mental release, an emotional release. That might have something to do with what's going on with this eclipse. But if everything just feels like the temperature is a little too high for you, it might be because Jupiter is squaring um, the sun and the moon with this eclipse this week. So 
hopefully that will ease up after this full moon lunar eclipse, but just know that you're not alone. A lot of people are reporting that into me. The other reason that things might just feel like too much right now is that Venus and Mercury are not only out of bounds. So when we talk about the planets and them traveling through the signs, we're basically talking about longitude. But there also is a system of looking at the planets from a perspective of latitude. And so without getting into a whole lecture on this idea that we call declination in astrology, these planets based on latitude are considered out of bounds right now. So Venus and Mercury, these are intrapersonal planets. Along with Mars, they really rule our day-to-day life along with the sun and the moon as well. So Venus, our relationships, our money, Mercury, our mind, our communication, our ability to express ourselves, they're both out of bounds. And you know what out of bounds means in sports? Basically, it means that you've gone beyond the playing field. And so these guys have gone beyond the playing field. They're acting a little wild, a little insane, maybe a little bit genius. That's the thing about out of bounds planets. You might even have an out of bound Mercury or Venus or Mars in your chart. When you have an out of bounds planet, it often makes you kind of like a genius when it comes to the things that we associate with that planet, but it can also make you a little crazy too. So those two things go together with these two guys out of bounds and Mars was out of bounds last week. So when Mars came back in bounds, you saw the ceasefire happen in the Middle East. I haven't talked about that because I know that is such a sensitive issue. And as I said at the top of this podcast, you're going to see people really digging in right now in terms of their belief systems, whether it's the belief system that's been handed down to them or the belief system that they've come to on their own. You might also see people dismantling belief systems that they've inherited So this is something that we're seeing happen with this situation. I am terribly uneducated on this particular conflict, and I don't want to speak about it for that reason. And I know that so many people feel so deeply in terms of their opinions on what's going on. And I don't have anything to say in terms of the actual conflict, except for the fact that Mars was out of bounds and now he's in bounds and we have the ceasefire. And I just hope and pray that all people on all sides are taken care of and that they can find peace and that they can live happily in their homes, in their lives, living their life, just like all of us want for our own selves and our own friends and our own families. So with that said, it's okay if you're feeling really passionate right now about that or any other issue, just know that when you enter conflict with someone else who feels differently, they're going to dig in just as much. So just take a moment and say to yourself, what's the end result here for me? Because if you're not going to get to the desired end results, you might choose to just take a step back and leave the conversation for another day, perhaps when Mercury gets out of retrograde on June 22nd. So back to Venus and Mercury, they are squaring Neptune on Thursday. So that leads to us having really fuzzy feelings. So if some of these things that you're very passionate about also feel a little confusing or a little bit uncertain or 
something is not tracking the way it normally does for you. Maybe um, you're expecting someone to act a certain way and they're not acting that way and that's kind of throwing you off. All of that could be part of this Venus, Mercury, squaring Neptune thing going on on Thursday because Neptune's in Pisces along with Jupiter now also in Pisces. So this disintegration of boundaries and this general fogginess, this general haze is more amplified this week. Not only do we have the intensity of the eclipse, but we have these planets that are out of bounds in a challenging aspect to Neptune. Neptune is the the planet most associated with confusion. It's also associated with guilt. So if you feel like someone is guilting you, could be part of what's going on here in terms of these planets. You might feel super inspired to create because this is a very creative aspect. You might be really inspired to escape. So this might be a week where you're like, I'm tagging out and I am going to marathon some old Rony episodes and eat that whole bag of popcorn. And if that's how you feel, totally okay. You have my permission. Actually sounds like a really good Thursday to me. You might have great ideas for investing because Venus is money. It's out of bounds and it's squaring Neptune. Neptune is our subconscious. So you might have some really genius ideas coming through, but because of all of this shaky stuff we got going on between these planets being out of bounds, between Neptune not always showing us the whole story with eclipse season, with Mercury retrograde coming, don't necessarily invest. But if you've got a good idea, write it down. Whether that has to do with investing, whether that has to do with your relationship, whether that has to do with your work or your project or whatever, Write down the idea, don't necessarily execute on it just yet. On Saturday, Mercury is going to conjunct Venus and that will hopefully dial down the temperature a little bit because when Mercury and Venus come together, it's a really nice social interaction. They're both in the sign of Gemini. This Mercury retrograde is definitely going to be bringing back old friends and our neighbors and communities because Gemini rules our local community. And it wants to communicate. It wants to connect. It wants to be with people. Mercury retrogrades Saturday. So they're going to meet up, Mercury and Venus, and then Mercury is going to station, stop, turn around, and go backwards. Now, of course, Mercury retrograde is, an, is like an optical illusion. It's not actually moving backwards, but from our vantage point on Earth, it appears to be. And this is not a time that is evil. It's not bad. It's not out to get you. Mercury retrograde, it occurs every three or so months. It is normal. This is part of the planets, the dance that they do. And it's just a time to review, revise, and reconfirm. Those are the three re's that I like to focus on during Mercury retrograde. Review all your work, everything you've done. Revise if it's needed, reconfirm your appointments. So any appointments you have, any dates or information or whatever, reconfirm it. Just reconfirm it. Just do everything twice. This Mercury retrograde, it's going to be a more traditional Mercury retrograde because it's in Gemini. 
So when Mercury goes retrograde in its home sign, Gemini rules logistics, it rules our communication, it it rules the devices we use to communicate. So this is going to be a super typical Mercury retrograde, plus it has the added intensity of eclipse season. You know it's coming. It's just like when you listen to the weatherman and he says it's going to rain, you bring your umbrella. So you know Mercury is retrograde. You know it's going to act in some of those typical ways. So make sure that you double check the email, proofread it before you send it out, and then make sure it's sent. And that's kind of what you want to do for anything important. It's also a good time for a lot of things. So Mercury retrograde, it really inspires us to slow down and to perhaps revisit old things. Maybe you revisit an old friendship. Maybe you revisit an old project. Maybe you started writing a book and you've been wanting to pick up the book and keep writing. This is a great time to do it because it's in Gemini. Gemini is the writer, the speaker, the teacher. It's also great for picking up old crafts. So if you're a person that loved knitting and you haven't knit in so long, but you've been feeling the desire to get back to knitting, this is a great time to do that because Gemini rules the lungs and the hands. In fact, in online yoga club right now, we're doing Kirtan Kriya, which is a meditation. And we're doing that one for this Gemini season because we not only chant the mantra, but we also use our hands to make the mudra. So anything that you can do that brings together the breath, the lungs, the hands, the voice, playing music, those are great things to do during Gemini season. So if you used to play the piano, but you haven't played it in a long time, might be a great time to pick up the piano or something like that. Okay. Now I want to mention a couple of things that are outside the realm of this week. Last week we had Saturn retrograde on Sunday. He is retrograde till October 11th. Now, not a big deal because Saturn and the planets that are further from earth, they retrograde for almost half the year. So not a big deal that they're retrograde, but when they station, we feel them. So if you're feeling a little bit down or bound in or restricted, that could be Saturn. Of course, there's so much other wild energy going on right now. That is not how I'm feeling. And I'm guessing you're not feeling that way either. Saturn is going to move back to six degrees Aquarius. He's going to reach six degrees Aquarius on February 14th, station and move direct again. So we're going to be reviewing what's been coming up since February 14th. I did a quick uh, Google search of the news items that were coming up. The former president was acquitted from his second impeachment trial. The protests in Myanmar were going on. We had New Zealand locked down Auckland after having really, really, really low rates for so long of the virus. So those are some of the things that were happening on February 14th. Right now in the news, you'll notice that they're talking about indictment for the former president. We're talking a lot about the mandates and lockdowns going on in other countries, even though we're moving forward in this country. 
Obviously, February was like prime time for the vaccine rollout. So I'm sure that over the next few months, we'll be reviewing that. We'll be also reviewing, are we going too fast with rolling back the restrictions? Because Jupiter moved into Pisces and we quickly moved to roll back these boundaries that we had put in place while Saturn was in Aquarius. So Saturn likes to restrict. Aquarius is the community. Social distancing is the perfect essence of Saturn in Aquarius. So are we going to renegotiate on pulling back the restrictions? That's something that we might see with Saturn retrograde. Now in your own life, look at your calendar. What's been going on for you since February 14th? It's not about just February 14th, Valentine's day. It's just that Saturn's going to travel on that same path that he's been on since February 14th. So since then, what have you been working on since then? What have you been putting your energy toward? Those are the things that you're going to be talking about, thinking about working with, over the next few months until October 11th, when Saturn turns and goes direct again. So something to note, not something to be worried about. This is totally normal. Saturn spends a lot of months every year retrograde. So next week on Monday, Memorial Day, we'll have Mars in Cancer, trine Neptune in Pisces. So I mentioned that the temperature might get lowered on Saturday when we have Mercury conjunct Venus, which is a nice social aspect, even though we have Mercury retrograding that day. And then on Monday, Mars is going to try Neptune, which is perhaps going to give us an outlet for some of those fuzzy, uncertain feelings that we've been experiencing. So you don't want to necessarily push to take any action right now because Mars is the action taker. But if you feel this intuitive sense of I've got to do this around or near Monday, you want to follow that because Mars is that physical feeling of that gut sense of I've got to do it. And Neptune is that subconscious intuition. So if you do feel that it's not a brain thing. It's not an intellectual thing. It's not a something you've overthought. It's that real gut sensation. You know it when you feel it. My chiropractor gave me the best advice I've ever received in my life. And I share it often. You may have heard me say it before. No comes in many flavors, but yes comes in one. So if you feel that sense, that flavor of yes, come from your gut, then feel free to go for it. Otherwise, if you're overthinking it, that is not something that you want to go for. On Wednesday next week, on June 2nd, we're going to have Venus move into Cancer. Mars is already there and she will shift from being in the very intellectual airy, scattered, wanting to do all the things, talkative, social vibes of Gemini into homey cancer. So next Wednesday, you might feel the sense that you want to downshift and be at home a little bit more, come back to your your quarantine pod, perhaps. Maybe you went out into the world and connected with friends you hadn't seen in over a year And then Venus goes into cancer next week and you might get 
a yearning to reconnect with your nearest and dearest. And that's totally normal. Cancer season is a coming. So that's what we've got going on. I know it was a lot. Thanks for sticking it out with me. Have a wonderful week. And most importantly, really be kind to yourself. On the 26th, we have the full moon lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. Everyone is really attached to their rightness. So take a step back, take a deep breath. What is the end result you want to get from this conversation? And if you realize that the end result that you want for yourself is to walk away, then I say just walk away. So I will talk to you next week. Until then, you can come visit with me on Instagram or you can text me at 917-540-3401. I have been negligent by t- about texting with moon scopes and all of that stuff. Forgive me wedding craziness. But after Memorial Day, I'll get back to my regular schedule of texting and posting and being here with you. And thank you for being here. Thank you for being willing and curious and open to hear about astrology. And if you want to book a reading with me, head over to my website, veronicaparetti.com slash astrology. I have a few bookings left for June. And usually eclipse season, people start rolling in. So grab those spots in June if you want them. And then, of course, you can already book for July if you're ready for that. Okay, lots of love. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.